Welcome back everyone to the collection. I am very, very thrilled about what I have on here with me because this is like my better half, my yin yang. Um, she is the white version of me. <laughs> white version. <laughs> I love it. I'm I love ordered. it. Um, but I have Tracy Hunt. I almost wanted to say Mo. I know. But I, I still am not used to yeah, it either. I know. I'm like, I have to remind myself. It's a year later. And it's like, Hunt. Um, I'll always be Mo in my heart. <laughs> At heart, always. Um, but I have Tracy with me today on, I think this is going to be the last episode of the Closing It Out. And there's nobody better to close this out than... than yeah. Or just put it to last, like, just in case it's so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. no, we don't even have to listen to this one. <laughs> in the archives. In the archives, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, but I am really thrilled because, I mean, you and I, we have just done life since early college. Um, and you were one of the very first people that I connected with and um, just really made me feel so welcomed as I, you know, started college. And um, just we've bonded through sometimes like the hardest things in our life and um, and we've we've grown and seen like the beauty of so many things that God's done and um, and so I wanted to talk about something that I think really does embody like you and it it is like your heart and soul um, and that is ministry I think ministry is one of those things that we've talked for so long about like that's your heart like you want um you want women to know who they are in Jesus and you have a heart for that. You have a heart for people. Um, and you're in seminary right now. I mean, you're, you have like what a year, less than a year left. Less than seminary. a year. And just ready. <laughs> you're like, let's go. Come on. So ready. And um, which is really cool because like that was something you wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. You know, I want to go to seminary. I want to, even though I don't know what I might do with it, yeah, but I want to complete sure. that and the Lord will honor that. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to talk about the heart of ministry and I got to ask somebody who genuinely has a heart of ministry. And so, oh, wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm thankful that you said yes to being on here. Um, so I wanted to start off with for you, what does, what has ministry looked like for you in the past? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, ministry is so much more. I think when people think of ministry, they think of the stereotype, like the pastor that's preaching every Sunday, but it's so much more than that. And I think that's like whenever, because like you said, I've been wanting to go to seminary for so long. It was probably something that was in my heart since I was 16 years old. Um, and so throughout that time, the Lord started putting that on my heart. Um, the Lord really ran with it and showing me different stages, I guess, of ministry and what that looks like. And to be honest, only like maybe 5% of ministry is on the stage, you know, like on Sunday, like that's not even cutting the whole 95% of what it is. And, um, I saw a quote the other day by Shane Pruitt, and he said that ministry is not stardom. It's the beginning of servanthood. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And I was like, oh, this is perfect because Sophia and I are about to talk about this. I was like, I'm going to swipe that. Because um, it's so true. Like, to me, if you can't clean a toilet, <laughs> then you don't need to be 
you know. And you have had your fair share of toilets. I have, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, some really nasty ones, too. Yeah. Some, uh, yeah. Uh, we won't go into that. That's another podcast. <laughs> there, there, oh, Lord. There, this, that's that, where the uh, that's my, elite people yeah, are at. Like your close friends on Instagram. Yep. That's my, uh, those are my jewels in heaven. <laughs> but it's so true, though, because, like, if you're not willing to get dirty, then you don't need to be the one that's proclaiming the gospel because you don't really get the grasp of it. You know, like you have to be willing to get dirty. Sometimes that means after hurricanes, you're on the top of a roof tarpon. You know, that may not be your thing. It definitely wasn't mine, but I know after Laura, that's what ministry looked like or passing out food or, you know, sometimes it's late night calls because a girl got broken up with, you know, like it's, it, it's different and you've got to be flexible. So it's so much deeper than I think what people have a grasp on. It's like, you've got to be able to do all these different things that you don't see behind the scenes that, and like you just, it gives you a new appreciation for what your pastors do, you know, and not just pastors, you know, like our women ministries and so on and so forth. Like they do a lot of things that we don't realize that they do. So, but if you're not willing to do those things, then you definitely are not cut out for ministry. I hate no, to tell it's not you. For the lighthearted. Like I'm in seminary, but that's not all what it is. Like yeah, you know, just reading scripture all day, but it's embodying the scripture. Yeah. And um, for me, like I think that something that I heard somebody say one time that really always stuck with me since then was. We often romanticize ministry. Uh-huh. We tend to think that it is this rose glass. You know, I'm going to Africa, taking pictures with a bunch of kids, and I'm calling it a day. Yeah. You know, like, it, that's absolutely not it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you may go to a different country and take photos with people, but it's all about, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, what are you doing? Like, are you, like, you're probably in the hut somewhere. Yeah. You know, just sweating to death, bugs all over you and you're choosing to serve those that may not know the gospel or may not have access to resources or, you know, whatever that looks like that you're on that mission trip. But I think too, is like you said, even here in your own home, when like something happens, when something um, catastrophic um, takes place, like saying, okay, I'm going to be out in the sweat and working hard. It's not something that I do like just every day. It's not what I would choose to do, but I'm still here. And I really did love that you said that if you can't get your hands dirty, then you should not even yeah. be allowed to it's say like you like it. you minister because yeah. like I think even especially now in, in this culture, there's this kind of like this fad of mm-hmm. you know like ministry of like in the spotlight, yes. still influ- like influencer type Christian, mm-hmm. and to me it's like okay really like what is your goal like Mm -hmm. what is your goal in ministry because if your goal is still self that's not ministry it's true and um and i for me like being two years in a full-blown ministry is like seeing that side of it really gave me such an appreciation like you said for people who've done it for a long time like that's their everyday life because they are being the hands and feet of jesus in that of they may not always want to be the one talking across from somebody yeah. when they're not like really feeling it or having a bad day, but they still show up for that person and still oh, yeah. love on them and still encourage them. And that just to me is like, man, wow, like I have an appreciation for you because that is 
hard. Like it is hard sometimes to like you've had like ten conversations and at the end of the day you're like, I, if I talk to another person, yeah. I think that I might snap. Um, like let me just have some me time for a second. But I, and I think sometimes there's like this misconception that me time is a bad thing in ministry. Mm-hmm. Like they think that okay, you should never have me time. Like you know that's you know that's just like being selfish. Job, yeah. yeah, this is your job, and it's like ministry should not be a job. It should be... It's a calling. It's different than a job. Like, yes, there are ministry positions that you get paid for, but I mean, like, ministry is something that you are called to do. And let's just be honest, like, like, some people are not called to, like ministry like yes we all have a ministry yes you see what i'm saying like it's not like yes everybody has a ministry like your job is a ministry and all that stuff but when it comes to being in like a leadership role like not everybody is called to do that and that's okay because we all have different jobs and god has equipped us all differently um and right now i'm not even in a ministry position you know and you know, as much as I love it, like I've had to realize that that's just not what God wants for me right now. And I'm just working on getting there at some point, you know, um, it is not just something that you just decide to do overnight just because it looks cool on Instagram, you know, like you have to really pray through these things and see, is this what God really wants me to do? You know, because like we said, like you're going to be uncomfortable. You have got to, if you just stay in your comfort zone in ministry, you will never I mean, you'll reach a little bit of people, but you're not going to reach, you know, people truly for the gospel if you're not willing to get out of your shell and stretch yourself. And like I said, tarping a roof or um, making those tough phone calls or whatever it may look like, you know, the tough things that people don't want to do, you know, like that is what God calls you to do in ministry. And if you want to be effective, he's going to push you. So oh, yeah, it, it ain't gonna be convenient. <laughs> Whether that's cleaning a nasty toilet, you know, <laughs> you're like, well, I got some extra crowns today. Yeah, God's like, oh, you want to do ministry? Here's a dirty toilet. <laughs> I remember when I had to clean a urinal. Yep. And I was like, this is all for Jesus. I'm cleaning this all for Jesus. I was like, but if, if that water gets on me, I will quit. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like that close. Absolutely. Um, but I want to really talk about for you what did it look like when you were going through uh, this in-between season of being in ministry to now the job that you have Mm -hmm. um, and knowing you want to do ministry, but you did not feel that release from the Lord to go into another ministry yet. What has that really looked like for you in your life? Where has the struggle been? Where has the discipline been in that? I mean, my heart has always been just, I love people. I'm an extrovert. I will talk to you all day, every day. I love people. And part of that kind of, I guess, goes into my love for ministry. And so like, I've had so many opportunities to serve for churches and BCMs and stuff like that. And I'm so thankful for those opportunities because the Lord has really used them. Um, and while I was, um, like I said, I've been wanting to go to seminary since I was a teenager. Uh, just never really knew when that time would be. I went to McNeese and got my education degree. And then after Hurricane Laura, It was like the Lord was like, okay, it's now or never. Like, we're not promised tomorrow. So you can sit here and drag your feet about it, or you could actually do it. And I'm not saying everybody's called to go to seminary. Like, and there's plenty of ministers that have no formal education and they're thriving. But this is just something that I felt called to do. And so then after that, I become a school teacher. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I remember talking to Adam Brock, my pastor, about that. Like, that makes zero sense. <laughs> it's like the school teacher that goes to seminary. And he was like, no, it, it makes absolute sense. He's like, you have every right to go to seminary and expand your education on, you know, theology and all that. And he's like, you're in education. You're teaching. He's like, that's a great degree to have when it comes to ministry. And so I just took it and ran with it. You know, full-time job. I only take a few classes at a time because that's all I can do. Plus being newly married. Um, So I don't only take about two classes at a time. Um, But really though, the Lord has shown me like, I'm, like I said, I'm so thankful for the ministry opportunities that I had, but I think the reason why the Lord has me where he has me right now is because I'm seeing people that would never step foot in a church. If I was working for a church right now or a BCM, which the Lord uses them and I'm so thankful for them, but the Lord had done that in my life. And then he's like, now we got to go to like the woods. <laughs> like We got to go to the nitty gritty. He's like, you scrub the toilets. You, you've done the teachings and the Bible studies. And I still do those things. I serve in my local church, but like from Monday to Friday, I'm ministering to people every single day that would not step foot in a church. They have this horrible taste in their mouth. Um, and the Lord was really had to stretch me. He's like, okay, like you're used to talking to Sophia about me all the time. Now you got to talk to so-and-so that doesn't even believe in me. So <laughs> it is, um, it's a whole new ball game. Cause you think in the, you know, we live in the Bible belt, you know, it's like everybody knows Jesus, right? Like, yeah. or at least they have this knowledge. knowledge. They may not be believers, but they're trying, I guess, in their own way. But no, there are still, there are people that are very lost mm-hmm. and some of them are, at my place of employment and definitely not dogging my place of employment. I am thankful for them. They gave me a job when I needed a job and I love it there. I'm so thankful going on year three, but the Lord has also taught me a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, like this past year we started FCA mm-hmm. and we're able to minister to students. Like we wouldn't be able to, you know, in our classrooms, but and FCA, they choose to be there so we can, you know, spread the gospel. And we also talk to teachers about it, like while we're doing it, you know. I think today school, schools are the hardest. Mm-hmm. It's like the you gotta trenches of yeah. the gospel. I, I think that it is it's hard nowadays to minister with everything in a culture just boggling down. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is to me, I think ministry at its finest hour absolutely because there are people there who don't agree with you there are people who were not afraid to say that there are people that um it is sometimes hard to love hard to um, communicate with but it really is a pure reflection of how jesus spent those three years of his ministry with people that yeah he had those that he was close to that he could easily have conversations about the gospel and then there were those that no matter how much he tried, like they were still like stuck in their own ways. Yep. And it's like, oh, like, man, this is the part where it gets hard. This is the part where it gets pressing. Mm-hmm. But it's in that pressing moment that you really learn how to minister well, how Absolutely. to keep going. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think that with ministry, if things aren't going well all the time, then I must not be called to this. Like this might not might be right for me. And that's so not true. It's so not true because one thing I have learned um, was you can't equate 
your calling based off how you feel. Absolutely. Never. Amen. Because if if you're doing ministry out of because you feel like doing like it, doing it mm-hmm. then you're not then you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> no. At all. You're doing it for the gram. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> straight up doing it for the gram. Like yeah. it is not what a lot of times what you do in ministry is not even, you know, Instagram quality kind of a thing sometimes yeah. it, it looks difficult it looks hard it's it's vulnerable it's um it's raw Absolutely. Um, and you had said before like that is a calling on your life mm-hmm. and uh, but i think it's really interesting and really cool to see how um you have really grown so much from where you were even like two years ago to even now like to see that development of you really allowing the lord to show you like i have not taken you away from that calling of ministry Mm -hmm. but rather have placed you somewhere where that you're so needed for ministry absolutely like like he absolutely i think that's like such a beauty of the lord to like he has placed you somewhere where that he knows that you're strong enough to really handle the obstacles that come with ministry. And I mean, I think that's a bigger testament than someone who, you know, every day they talk to people who do know Jesus and they're in that ministry field and, you know, all that, like, that's great. But I think there's something, a greater testament, I believe to people who are in the place where they oftentimes get more discouragements Mm -hmm. than they get, easy like receivings yeah um because that just shows like man they're not there for to impress anybody but they're there because the lord called them to that place <sighs> oh yeah because <laughs> there's days i'm like okay um so, like what am i doing pretty much um so like a personal story that i have like like i said i'm always gonna have a heart to do something in ministry i just i love discipling people i love evangelism. I love it all. You know, I'm obsessed with it. I'm going on the mission trips, you know, whatever. Um, but I had actually, I'd applied for a children's minister position and I pretty much had it. Like they were going to offer me the position. I found this out because I had inside people, (laughs) not because like, I'm just, I knew like, I'm just so amazing. Uh, no, like, you know, the person was like, Hey, like, I think they're, they're going to hire you. Like they like you, you know? And I went home and prayed about it, and I just, God was like, I mean, you can do it, but he's like, that's not what I have for you, though, Mm. and you know how much that hurt? (laughs) I was like, that was hard for you. Oh, gosh, and it was like, and I remember I told you this. I said, there's only one reason why I'm rejecting this, and that's because God said so. That's it, because everything in me, and which is crazy, because like, you think God would want people to be willing to do that. But he said, that's not what I have for you. At least not right now. He's like, that doesn't mean it's not down the road, but right now, I mean, we'll use it. But like, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit just takes me by the shirt and is like, what are you doing? (laughs) He's like, I don't need your help. Like really though, I feel like I was assisting him Mm. in that part of my life. I was like, well, here's this position. Here's this position. And he's like, it's not about that. Mm. It's not about that at all. He's like, what you're doing at your school is just as important as what that pastor is doing on Sunday. Yeah. So it was a, it was a reality check for sure. Cause I was like, you know, like, like I said, like my heart is always going to be ministry minded, I guess the word is, but I've really had to let go of the fact that I'm not in control. You know, like that may just be 50 years down the road. Who knows that I'm doing like 
you know, local church stuff or whatever. But right now, what it looks like is being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in my school. And I think it's, it's so, I love that because something I've been really learning a lot about is women in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is a very controversial thing. It's, it's a very big subject that people oftentimes don't like to tackle because, you know, everybody has their own opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just shows that like, you're a testament of women in ministry. Like, genuinely, like, it, it is a testament to that because we, we think that, oh, to be in ministry, you have to be on the pulpit. You have to, you yeah. know, be in those, like, same atmospheres um, as, like, the pastor. But ministry, it simply is, I want to be in the hands and feet of Jesus wherever he calls me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, Jesus wasn't behind the pulpit. A lot of times, Jesus was out in the trenches yep. talking to the one person no one wanted to talk to. He was mm-hmm. talking to people on the same ground. Yeah. Um, and I think that is just like, what a beautiful reflection. Like that is what Jesus is trying to tell us. Like servanthood looks like that. I want to be on the same level ground as them and minister to them in that. Mm-hmm. And I think as women, like that's what we're called to do as, as friends, as moms, as sisters, as coworkers, the Lord positions us like we don't have to fight our way to do ministry. Yeah. It's simply saying, God, I'm willing and I'm open. Like exactly. whatever you want me to do, I'm open hands. If, exactly. And I think that is like the controversy comes from like the position place of it rather than really what it is. And that is just like the, the servanthood of it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we, we focus so much on, well, women should be in this position. Women should be in this position. It's like, okay, well, let's focus more on the posture of it. Yeah. Where's like, your heart? Where is your heart? Like, yeah. what's your intention in ministry? For sure. Um, and allow the Lord to place you where he wants you to be. I mean, Jesus, he used women in, in ministry. He mm-hmm. interacted with them. He... Um, none of them had titles. Yeah, none of them had titles. <laughs> they but just did it. They felt so called and led by the Lord that they didn't ask them, well, I need to go to, I need to be in this position to be able to do this. They just said, I know Jesus and I need to go and share the gospel with exactly. somebody. And that Samaritan woman is a prime example of that. She was like, I just encountered Jesus. Let me go tell my whole town about it, like real quick. Well, let me just go tell them about my testimony, who this Jesus is. And I think that is, I don't know. It's just like, that's what I think of with women in ministry is simply that. It's like you're sharing a piece of God's heart to the people around you. Um, and I think that with, you know, with that, men and women, um, we were made in the same image. We were um, cultivated by the same hands. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be this dance. It should be this like beautiful rhythm um, not this place of competition, not this place of, you know, I got to beat you at this position. I got to do yeah. this. I got to do that. But simply. It's a very prideful thing. Yeah. Like it's, you're taking away <laughs> Jesus out of that equation. Exactly. We're just sitting here fighting about should women be pastors and all that. But yeah. at the heart of it all is, is Jesus being shared with people? Or are we just trying to get a title? And for you, like, because you have a heart for women yep. in ministry. Um, so you like, what does that mean? Like what? What is your heart for women's ministry? Oh, I love seeing women. So like I've done stuff with college students. I've done stuff with high schoolers. I still work with high schoolers in my church. I just love seeing those young women 
realizing who Christ has made them to be. And whatever, you know, stage of life they're at, you know, I just want them to become fully who Christ has made them to be. I want them to see that because I remember being that insecure 16-year-old girl, you know, that didn't know her worth. And that's just so dangerous, you know. And if we don't have women that are willing to step up and lead those younger women and disciple them, then we're in trouble, you know, like... There's nothing wrong with being a godly woman and having some standards and <laughs> uh, just, you know, knowing what she wants out of life. Like, whether that's marriage or your job or whatever, like, whatever you want. Like, I want you to just fully know who Christ has made you to be and you run with it. Like, when you walk in the room, like, people should go, go like, that's a godly woman. You know, like, that's a woman that knows what she wants out of life and... And like, I better not mess with her, you know, like that's, that's where my heart is. So that's whenever I work with uh, the juniors at our church and whenever we meet and they're telling me about their lives, whether it's about boys or whether it's about school or, you know, just the anxieties that they have in life. It's like, I'm always going to go back to, okay, but remember who Jesus has made you to be. You know, that's the core of it all. Like your grades and all that, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's important for sure, but it's not who you are. At the end of the day, the thing that's going to be consistent from when you're 16 to when you're 96 is Jesus. What has really shaped you to the point where you are now confident and know, okay, like, I know who I am and I know uh, I'm called to, to ministry. But what has really shaped you to be that strong woman to the point of like, okay, like, I, I know. Strong woman? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if there's anybody I can genuinely, like, really say, like, man. Are you just saying this for the podcast? No. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know that. I mean, you and I go back and forth of encouragement. But, I mean, genuinely, like, there's, we have seen not just the really good parts of our life, but we've seen the ugly, the ugly hard yeah. parts where, I've seen you cry. You've seen me cry. We, we've, seen the, we've seen the hardships of it. <laughs> And, but there's always been this consistency. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep going. Like, I know God is so faithful, even though everything around me should say, like, he's Mm -hmm. not. You know what I mean? Like, when life feels to be, like, sinking in, there is always this, like, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And, I mean, you, like, you, you and I talked about this. Like, you grew up where, you know, it wasn't like you were always influenced to follow Jesus you know like you that was something that you had to put effort in daily of saying I'm gonna choose Jesus even when you know I may be around people that it's yeah it's not common it's not just easy access well I want to start off by saying I'm not perfect like I don't think I'm perfect I'm 25 years old I'm going to look at my life at 85 and be like, wow, I didn't know anything. So I'll probably watch this podcast, you know, 50 years down the road and be like, she didn't know anything she was talking about. <laughs> so I don't ever want it to come off like I'm cocky or like I know everything because I don't. But from what I have learned, I will say community is a huge part of it. Like you and me and I've got so many friends that I just adore, you know, like that feel the same calling the ministry. Some of them don't. They, they're like, I'm called to minister to my home. And that is, thank God for that. You know, like we need women that will stay home and raise their kids and raise them up to be godly. I'm just thankful that, you know, women 
the women in my life have, you know, encouraged me to be better and challenged me and encouraged me when I was doing great, you know, like, Hey, like, this is awesome. Keep going in it, you know? So community is definitely one. And then the other thing that you mentioned was just pushing yourself. Mm. Like, you know, when people work out, they talk about like discipline and all that stuff. Like you're never going to, not that I'm like amazing at working out, but <laughs> I mean, I try, but not like, me either. yeah, but like seeing people that really push themselves when they work out like CrossFit or stuff, like they're pushing themselves. They would not have these muscles if they would not push themselves. The same thing goes with your spiritual walk. Like this was not like the things that I do know, which I'm, like I said, I don't know everything, but the things I do know that didn't happen overnight. That was people discipling me. That was me reading the word. That was me praying. That was me, um, following Jesus as they followed, uh, following people as they followed Jesus, you know? So, um, it is, if, if that is like, whenever you're growing in your walk, you have to be willing to stretch yourself in those different areas, whether that's being vulnerable with your community or whatever that looks like, like you have to be willing to step out and do those things. And like I said, like I grew up in a town that it just, like Jesus was kind of like, old news you know like small town like people are bored like y'all think like charles is small like i grew up with one red light you know like (laughs) uh so like people are bored so they'll find anything to do you know and i had some great best friends that we just decided you know what we're gonna follow jesus anyways and there's just without them like i mean they really helped me push through, you know. And then I remember when we got to college, we were like, oh, my gosh, more Christian friends. Like, we were so excited. Wait, we're not alone. We're not the last ones. <laughs> so um, I'm just thankful that the Lord provided that, you know. Like, it, it, there is no such thing as a lone Christian. We can't do this by ourselves. So if you don't have a local church, <laughs> you need to go to church. Find a church. Yeah. No, no I, I love that you actually said community because mm-hmm. ministry – yeah, like there's, you know, we talk about seminary, we talk about, you know, all the yeah. things of teachings and everything, but you need people. And like this entire series, I have talked about people, like of us needing each other. And honestly, I love that the topics really unknowingly are about relationships yeah. in so many aspects. Um, because these are things that God put on my heart to talk about. And um, and somehow the theme has been people's to this yeah. point. Um, and so I love that you said community because we talk about community in so many other aspects. But I think, too, when you are on that pathway to a calling in ministry, there needs to be people in that mix. Like there needs to be people that can For sure. push you, encourage you. Um, disciple you, people that can walk alongside you and so that you can be reminded, I'm not alone in this. Like there are going to be moments when you do feel discouraged. Mm -hmm. There's going to be moments where God says, it's not time yet for you. There's going to be many, many moments where it just feels almost like, am I ever going to arrive there? Yes. Um, But I think that there is something incredibly powerful of that journey when there are people in your life that have just pushed you and prayed for you and encouraged you to, to that point when you eventually are in ministry, like mm-hmm. you did not get yourself by there by yourself. Amen. Like it took God and it took God bringing people into yeah. your life to equip you and prepare own. you for that. Yeah. yeah. Like we have to be realistic when it comes to ministry that 
yeah, like you, God may have given you a calling when you were 15 years old, but that doesn't mean that right after that, you're going to step into yep. it. Like it's, it's going to take development. It's going to take a lot of time for you to be equipped to get to that place of saying, okay, like now you're ready. Like Jesus had to go through that. He didn't start his ministry till he was 30. Yep. And that's so true. Yeah. Like, I mean, it took Preach. him having people <laughs> yep. to pour into him. And this is Jesus. Like, I mean, just think of that. Like Jesus needed people to pour into him as well. Like he had his mother, um, who would correct him when she needed to like, well, Hey, like, where'd you go? You know what I mean? Like, you know, he, like, I'm preaching the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, do, I'm doing what I need to do. Chill. <laughs> um, but like, he also had people in his corner to mm. that. I'm sure Jesus wanted somebody to encourage him, to lift him up, to pray for him. Um, and so I think that we have to essentially have to be realistic. Like ministry, we, we got to have people. Like if you do not have people in your life and you want to do ministry, find some people. Find, find the, that church. Find Amen. that place where you can be cultivated, where your character development begins to happen. Because there's no way God's going to place you in that, in that position when you still deal with arrogance, when you still deal with pride, when you still deal with, you know, X, Y, and Z, you list whatever it is. Yep. Um, so it's all about refining. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we got to have the character of Jesus in that yep. too. So, Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, uh, and I think too, like, you know, something I listened to the other day or I read, um, was talking about like the promised land and, uh, you know, the, it was talking about how, um, whenever I think it was, correct me if it was like Aaron and them, they were trying to go and, um, investigate the promised land. Was it Aaron and them? I believe so. <laughs> they were going in there to investigate the promised land cause there were giants in, even in the promised land. Um, and the Lord just like, I mean, hit me like a brick about it of, we often think that the promised land Oh, like it's just ready and prepared. There's no obstacles in that, but there's giants in the promised land too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that in ministry, you know, when there is that ministry position that you want, there is that, that sweet nugget place that you want to be in ministry. There's giants there too yeah. that have to be conquered as well. Um, yeah. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. No, no. Sometimes it looks like a bunch of Goliaths, you know, in your way. And, um, but that's where Jesus steps in and does his, his beautiful work. And that's where people get into that mix as well, um, to fight alongside you. And thank God for that girl. I mean, I I can just think of so many people in my life that I'm like, man, I'm so thankful that they did not give up on me. Like I'm thankful for the hard conversations, the honest conversations, the, Hey, maybe you didn't get everything right. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, and so it's just been really beautiful and so encouraging and inspiring to see how um, generally how faithful you've been with the Lord. And um, and it's just it's it, it, all the testament. like you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in just in your job, in your marriage and all of that. And I'm so thankful that we were able to talk about this i think it came Mm -hmm. at the right time um because if i would have done this podcast two years ago 
it wouldn't have been time. And no. so there's um, a lot of healing and stuff. But a lot of healing, a lot here. of growth, <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of like, it's going to be okay. a lot of redemption moments. Yeah. Um, but I am very, very thankful for you and a sweet friendship that we have. And, um, you know, the, your heart for ministry is not unseen by the Lord. And God sees that God sees the fruit and you may not see it now when you're not your job or wherever it is that God's placed you in this season of life, but it may not be until you're 80 years old and you're looking back at your life and being (laughs) like, Oh yeah, like that, that was, that was needed. Like I needed to be there. Um, you may look back on that 10 years from now. And so, um, but again, like that obedience, the Lord has honored and sees that. And so, um, I'm thankful for you to come on here and to share um, just pieces of your heart that um, I know so many people are encouraged by. So many of those girls that you're discipling um, are witnessing and seeing what does it look like to be a strong woman who fears the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That's needed in our culture. We need to build up our oh, men yes. and women. If we don't do the discipling, somebody else will, and it will be the exact opposite of what we need to be. And I think my encouragement is, yeah, I'm not kind of where I thought I would be in life. and But the Lord has placed that in my heart. He has made me who I am. And I find peace in the fact that the Lord will honor that. Yeah. Like, you know, ministry is revolved around Him. And He's going to do with it what He wants with it. So, and whatever that looks like for anybody else that may be listening, like, that may not look like, like I said, like, full-blown leadership position minister where you're at minister where you're at because somebody needs it so let that be a reminder for people when it comes to ministry or mustard seeds for the kingdom of god i like that a little mustard seeds seeds. well like i mean our life is vapor like scripture says like we're here today gone tomorrow and you know and god's gonna keep going so no one's gonna remember tracy no one's gonna remember sophia but let's just make the gospel we remembered so whatever that looks like and whatever God wants, you know, quite frankly, I mean, I'm, I give up. (laughs) I don't know what he wants. So I'm just going to let him do it. Will be done. Yep. May his will be done for sure. But thank you for coming on here. And, um, you know, that I always appreciate you and all these conversations. If people knew we could sit here and talk for, you know, 10 hours. Yeah. We probably need to cut it off. (laughs) They're like, all right, we get it. Okay, all right, (laughs) goodbye. Um, Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to us talk about ministry, heart of ministry, um, Tracy's journey in that and what that looks like. And I hope people can be encouraged, can be challenged, that they could have received a little nugget off of what was shared. Just a little little nugget, a little Wendy's nugget. um, (laughs) Spicy. from, From this and uh, of learning that ministry is, it's a calling, it's some job, it's not yeah. a feeling, um, but there's so much purpose in it. And so I will see everybody maybe on a new season of this series. I don't know. I'm not there yet, but um, I hope it's that people, people have been encouraged for this entire nine episodes of this series of the iron table so i will see everybody later